to my friend Monty Marino that was just a little snippet of her song it is called These Days uh, featuring Lonnie Moore uh, you know that's just a little bit of my Baltimore connections my Baltimore friend okay. Monty since I'm going this week you guys um, but anyway let's get the show started let's get it started you guys you know who we are this is Damio and I am Erica Mona and this is Cross Cultured <laughs> So, like we were saying that you guys heard us, today is a very special episode because we are sponsored by the lovely bartender, Baca, okay? Baca the bartender is now has her own brand of jar liquor yes, called Baca Booze. Baca Booze. So, y'all know that, you know, it is Corona, so there's a lot of restrictions with bars, restaurants, even um, liquor stores. They close quicker um, earlier than usual so if you still try to you know wind down turn up get your booze on hit up baka's booze baka booze and it comes in these beautiful 16 ounce jars okay it has her amazing sticker on there we have the flavors tropical boozy sangria okay and we are excited to try this she is tagged we um you know linked her her instagram right there so please everybody support black business support black women baka booze I'm about to say so. I'm so excited. Thirsty. Mm-mm. Thirsty. I like it. I actually like it. Because it's a good balance, right? It's not like overwhelmingly like too much. But you also still feel the flavor of the fruits. I'm thirsty. Mmm. Yeah. Refreshing. Very fresh. Thank you, Bakaboos. Thank you, girl. Thanks for the sponsor. Anyway, um, let's just get into it. You know, it's Friday. Um, this is our episode. And, Dummy, what do we start with? Hot, 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 topics. Hot topics, hot topics. Let's see. What do we have first on the list? Because we definitely had, had a couple of things. Yeah, okay? there's a couple of things going on this week. So, let's start with, um, you know, a Karen case. I hope you guys do remember that situation with Karen Cooper. Where um, she... Amy Cooper. I mean... Look, I, said I know, Amy I did Cooper. the same thing. <laughs> Amy Cooper, where she um, falsely called authorities on a black man who nicely asked her to put her dog on a leash while they're at um, New York Central Park. So basically, that was a big situation. Um, now, Christian Cooper, he said that he's not going to cooperate with the investigation against Amy Cooper following the Central Park incident. He says that, you know, she's already been through enough. Um, he doesn't see any extra need to do, you know, more with it. He says if the DA feels the need to pursue the charges, he should pursue the charges, but he can do without me. Now, of course, on social media, black Twitter, everyone's upset. Like, you know, why would you say that? And I get it because it's like, even if that's how you feel personally, but this issue is bigger than you as an individual, you know, it's based on we see what's going on in the world. This is bigger than you. So, and luckily for you, this didn't end up tragically. Luckily for you, you didn't end up being Judge Floyd. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like for you to say, oh, I'm not going to press charges because she she went through enough. What? I think that part alone is even what is annoying me. She's already been through enough because she lost her job, obviously. Mm -hmm. You know, she was on social media, blasted, but come on now. 
Yeah, as you said, I, I mean, I can understand being empathetic, right? Yeah. Where it's like, damn, you know, I mean for this to be all of this, you know, right. and she right. did lose everything. However, as you just stated, it, it's it's about, it's more than just your individual case. It's about a movement and a moment. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, there there's a lot of people who have suffered at the hands of that ideology yeah. so and it's like as we do we do it a lot as black people yeah we forgive we, yes forgive but Maybe we do much. need to take those actions we can't Maybe keep on saying much. okay he says sorry and they feel bad and they're crying yeah. and move on to the next no because it's gonna happen to the next person and another karen or thomas or peter whatever you want to call the what do we call the guys bobby's i don't know whatever you know another one was gonna do the same thing because like okay what they're just gonna blast me on social media that's it yeah i just i definitely think that um you know, it's just bigger than the moment, and it's disappointing. Um, you know, as as people say, it's just disappointing that, again, when we need a black man to rise up, mm-hmm. you know, he he went and he's a black man because that's that's kind of what it comes down to. It's really like you know, it's not about what's his name again, uh, Christian. Yeah, it's not about Christian. It's you know not, what yeah. I mean? Like I, I can give a damn about Christian and him himself. It's about the black race and black manhood being weaponized against white womanhood. So right now you just said that the white white womanhood is right. And that's yeah. what it is. That's why it's like Like oh she's so fragile and innocent and oh poor her. Anyway, let's move on to the next soon topic of All right. So let's justice. um continue up with our Black Lives Matters update. So um as you all know we are still in the midst of civil unrest. And um, what sparked this civil unrest, as we all know, was the incident of George Floyd. So um, just to recap, for those of you who may have been under a rock for the past month, George Floyd is the man who was murdered by the police officer Derek Chauvin in the Minnesota um, situation Mm -hmm. where he had the knee on his neck and George Floyd was yelling out, I can't breathe. Mm. Now, um, this week, the body cam transcripts were released and it was said that um, not only did George Floyd say, I cannot breathe up to 20 times, Derek Chauvin said, quote, it takes a heck of a lot of oxygen to talk. Um, which again proves what we already knew that this wasn't intense to kill. So it sounds like first degree murder is coming up. The only way you believe him is when he stops talking right no it, it was it was an asshole it was facetious it was him just trying to be like if you can't breathe you that's should. what i'm saying like yeah, you know the only way you really believe that okay he really can't breathe is the way you're not hearing him at all but which ended up happening it just to me is just um sounds like first degree murder at that's, this that's, point that's what i heard first degree murder at this point it was an intent to kill simple as that and if anything less than that happens I just I just want to say this. I think that we saw a great act of um, activism and power in June, mm-hmm. um, especially coming. You know, we were all hyped. It was fight mm-hmm. the power. Yeah. And I know that it takes a lot to keep that momentum. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of things happening that, that still need to be talked about. Mm-hmm. It seems like as we're fighting this case every other week, a new name comes up. A new name. Literally. But I just want to encourage everybody to. Keep your foot on their necks. You right. know, no pun intended, but really, like, keep your foot on their necks. Like, if they kept their foot on on ours and our brother, we have to keep our foot on their necks. Like, yeah. I, I want all of our oppressors to feel like they can't yeah. breathe. And I do want to mention that protests are still going on. You know, the media coverage just has really reduced. But, you know, if you are still following, you know, those links and stuff like that on social media, you do see that, you know, protests are still going on. People are still marching on, Okay. 
And yeah, let's go in the sense. I agree. I Go agree. Marching in. Okay, still in sad news. Um, former Glee actress Naya Rivera, she is missing. She's presumed dead after she's presumed dead after a day on California Lake reports saying that she is missing. So this happened on Wednesday. Um, she went to rent a boat with her four-year-old son in Piru, California. And they said hours later, her four-year-old son was seen by himself on the boat with a life vest. And he said, me and mommy went for a swim and mommy never came back on board. So the search has been going on since Wednesday and it is Friday. And you do know with situations with, you know, water, ocean, beach, it's like... If it's two days gone by, it's like, okay, what's going on? You know, so definitely don't want to put anything negative. We still want to be optimistic and hopeful. But we do hope that, you know, at least they find her. It's, it's really sad. It's, it's really sad. It makes me think that, okay. It's sad. Because I don't even know what to think. You know, the four-year-old son was seen alone on the boat with the life vest, but the other life vest was seen on the boat. So meaning she was. Belongings wrong. Yeah, belongings. meaning she wasn't wearing it. So it's like, this, I don't even know what to think. I, I, don't, I don't even know what to think. Um... It hurts because I really watched Glee like for a mm-hmm. long time. Like Glee literally was probably my first ever real binge. Like I remember falling into the world of Glee. Um and, and Naya just, you know, Naya's almost what brought me to Glee. Like she was the first character that I recognized because I know Naya from other She's a things. childhood actress. Yeah, like I know from Family Guy from, from so Smart, from Smart guy, guy, Family Matters. You know, she was Richie's girlfriend on Family Matters. Um, you know, it was that episode on Smart Guy where she was TJ's prom day. Yeah. Um, she was rolling around with B2K for a while. Mm-hmm. Like so so Naya has been like around forever. Um, you know, we 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 know her from Big Sean, you know. Uh technically the song I Don't Fuck With You is about her, technically. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's really unfortunate. Fortunate um, to see another member of Glee kind of um, yeah. have a have a have a, a, a end like this. I hope they do find her, her body, something. It's it's just sad. It's just, it's just a sad news. Hopefully, something turns up sooner yeah. than later. Yeah, prayers up for Naya and prayers to her son because that's that's just traumatic. That's just traumatic. He he's young now and he may not understand the gravity of everything. Um, but, but that's at, a large memory because that's something large, he's gonna remember. As he grows up, it will it will mess with him more and more. Yeah, so. yeah. Please shout out and prayers. Too. Okay. What's uh, next? So let's get into some global news. Actually, are you are you ready to give? Oh yeah, sure, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so there's some good news. Okay. Uh, so Nigerian Senate passes sexual harassment bill. I'm like, can we just even clap? Like. After all these years. So Nigeria Senate has passed a bill aimed at combating sexual harassment as part, of, as part of a broader move to uphold ethics in the nation's universities. Yes. So university lecturers that are found guilty of sexually harassment or teachers who make sexual advances towards students could be jailed for two years under the law. Amen. It also prescribes fines or jail terms for university administrators who fail to probe allegations of sexual misconduct brought against staff members. Shout out to the, shout out shout out to Nigerian lawmakers. Okay, so right this this was by um, Senate President Ahmad Lawan. Okay, and he said that we have to protect our daughters from predators. Simple. Simple. Like, simple. Because you know it's it's a really it's really known. It's at this point I don't. It's an epidemic in Nigeria it, it where was like three episodes ago we were talking exactly. about all those girls that were like lecturers would and yeah. you know there's a girl you know that actually did help with this the, the law being passed the bill being passed she recorded her lecturer 
for like hours how he was saying the only way I would improve your grade, only way I'll let you pass the class is if you sleep with me. That's terrible. And in there are many students where like they even are passing the class, they're doing well, they pass the exam, but the lecturer will intentionally fail them in order to sleep with them. That's terrible. So uh, th- this is this is wonderful. I'm so happy that like. Some sort of justice is coming forth. Um, you know, I was listening to my mom the other day. She was in the house rambling with somebody about how, like, Nigeria was this great country mm-hmm. when she was growing up. And this is how high school was. And, like, we had trains and buses and all that stuff. And, like, to really think that under one regime, like, one, you know, like, one solid presidency mm-hmm. and administration, like, the whole country changed. Yeah. Like, the whole country changed. So, um, you know, those of us that are... Nigerian youth in America I know we feel attached But again Make sure that we also Are keeping up with that type of news And making sure that That, that is, is global unity And freedom and justice Definitely Everywhere Because it's just It's ridiculous I can't imagine trying to Pass a class Girl my mom used to say that You know when she went to college In Nigeria It was really bad Like it, it was so bad That she had to start Like dressing up As a Muslim woman To cover her whole face and body To not attract this professor She after a while She, even, she said the time That she stopped going to school so as a woman, this you know this infringes on your education, yeah, on your career, on, on your on life, on everything, your livelihood. Yeah, like nah. But shout out to Nigeria for doing what's right. Okay, that's progress. Um, mm-hmm. Since we kind of talking about progress and you know laws and senates and presidency, so this week our very own hometown hero. Eh, you said hometown hero. Is he not? Oh, was okay. he not? He ain't oh. my hero, but Kanye West um, is at it again, y'all. He did tell us four years ago that he would run for presidency in 2020. Now, this week on Twitter, he went crazy saying that he wants to run for presidency. On top of um, that happening, Kanye basically has denounced his relationship with Trump, even though we all know he's been chummy chummy with Trump. And then he attacked Planned Parenthood, saying, oh, yeah. quote, um, Planned Parenthood was placed inside cities by white supremacists to do the devil's work. Okay, uh, it is to the point that now his families and friends are saying that he is having another bipolar episode. To the devil's work, because I can't, I can't clearly remember on the Kim Kardashian show, they went to Planned Parenthood and did some interviews with some young ladies about how Planned Parenthood saved their lives, okay? So, I'm just... Kanye isn't well. He's not well. You want to... He's anti-abortion. So it's like, wh- wh- why? What, what, what credentials do you have? What does he have to say he wants to run for as a president? What, for him even, for even, even have the thoughts, even open his mouth and tweet about it and to like boldly say it, it just, he, yeah, he's going through Yeah, something. I mean, but I also, he's tweaking. I feel like when I heard the statement of his family says that Kanye's having a bipolar episode, the first thing that came to my mind is, Who's the family that's saying this? Who's saying this? Is it you know what I'm saying? Because like for all I know, if his family is the Kardashian Jenner clan, mm-hmm. like I don't know if he still talked to his extended. You know, I, I think his father is still alive. Yeah, then, you know, I think this because I've seen pictures every now. Yeah, and then. he was on like the Celebrity Family Feud. I mm-hmm. think so. It's just kind of like who who the family that's talking to Kanye? Like who? And especially when you have that type of power and influence in the family, who's telling him like, "Yo, chill, girl." I don't know how Kim is doing it. I'm sorry, I have to say, this is why I encourage black men to be with black women. I'm sorry, because ain't no way, I'm, I'm telling you, there's no way that, like, your black wife um, is going to allow you to just keep embarrassing yourself in the family like this. So are you saying you don't think that she's tried and no, have a conversation I don't, I don't, with I don't, him? No, I don't, I don't think that. It's not even a conversation. Take his phone. 
Like it's like to the point it's like I'm sorry to say that's just the type of where they say we're aggressive and whatever whatever. That's when it comes in. That's just that's where this is where my aggression comes in cuz I'm not going to let you do nothing stupid cuz that's how much I love you. Like sometimes our type of love is like, yo, I I'm going to do what you don't like because I know it's what's best for you. And if like if I don't do it, my mama gonna do it, my auntie gonna do it, okay. my friends gonna do it because that's how black women are built. We're not just gonna let you do something stupid, all in the name of, well, you know, he does what he wants. No, I don't give a because damn about that. Because he has money. And no, like, I don't. I don't know. I don't get like, it. Like my husband, my husband cannot be acting cra- Like be acting a fool to the point where people are like, oh, he must be having a bipolar. This flare is embarrassing up. at this point. Like what? A bipolar flare up? Like no. So clearly, you're not taking your medication. And Clearly, we, you're not taking care of yourself mentally and emotionally how you should be. Because obviously, okay, this is an ongoing thing. This is not the first time. Yeah. You did a whole um, episode with Charlemagne, the God. That exactly. About when, when it was health. in Wyoming. And it's like, we in quarantine. So I really don't understand the whole how. It probably made him more. Okay, but, that, you know, but it's like, that, if this is any time, you should really be paying attention to your husband then. Like not saying I'm not saying Damn, that Kanye. So you putting blame on Kim? Not I'm not her. putting blame on Kim. I'm just saying that who is the family members that are now having the same audacity to say he going through a bipolar episode? I know. You know what I mean? Like if y'all have that much claim in his life to say that boldly, then you should have enough claim in his life yeah. to help him. I think it's also one of those situations where it's like you know we can't control him. You know he's a grown man. Okay, we take his phone. He could easily go buy another phone tomorrow. You know, so it's like, you know, I'm sure I'm not going to say I'm sure, but I'm sure in those situations when he's tweeting, he ain't tweeting all that beside her. He probably tweeting his, his, in his in, in his man cave or his studio. And then yeah. she also sees it like, but what the hell? But little dumbass too coming out talking about so she supported or whatever. Like, that's what Wait, I'm, she said she support what? Like when he first said he running for president. That's what I'm saying. Like, man, I wonder if like, is she like, just like, oh, let me support my husband or she really is. And, and that's what I'm saying. Is this the moment where you to be like, oh, let me just support Wait, my so husband? So they're going to be the first family? No, they not. They not. Because at the end of the day, there is a, a, a due process to become president. Thanks. And Kanye, you have missed that window. And even for all you stupid people. People that that are really trying to rationalize. You well, go to college. I don't. I don't. Um. I don't want to vote for Joe Biden because shut the listen. Listen. I'm gonna tell everybody one last time. Let politics do political shit. Let yeah. politicians do political shit. I I don't care. Like I'm not looking for the person that I like the most. I'm looking for the person that I know is going to do the due process. Who I know is going to be a politician. Who is me as a voter and has an actual interest and a stake in something we can negotiate and play politics. I'm not looking for my favorite rapper, my favorite influencer, my my the person I follow on Instagram. I'm not looking for a nigga who I like what he do. I need somebody who does politics. I guess he thought he, thought, he, thought he was gonna be on a distressing nigga. Like you know. Went from being an artist to at least start there. Then be the main. Why you right. right that when Lori and uh and what's her name Tabitha whatever who were neighbors around start there? start small by small. I feel like I can see chance maybe in the future having some political career. Exactly. Be but you awesome see, step by, exactly. Yeah. Step small by small. What have you? Yeah, anyway, boom. Kanye. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. 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 Let's get to this tea. I'm excited. I've been I've been looking forward to this. To this information, oh, this team, you know, this is a follow up. So y'all know Red Table Talk, okay? Was it last week? We we're just saying how, yes, how you know the news came out. Well, um, August Alcina he did an interview speaking his truth, okay, on the love that he has for Jada and the family and their wonderful family, and he had permission from from Will to have a relationship with her, blah blah blah, okay. Jada Twitter Twitter during the week that I need to bring myself. To the red table, which he did, okay, and I watched Bill it. With, with Will, first of all, I'm mad that it was 12 minutes long. 
Cause they tell they they read table talk be at least thirty minutes. It do it do like be like twenty five minutes. So twelve like, minutes. Yeah. I'm like y'all clearly. Not it was bullshit. To. Okay, like it was bullshit. To me, the main points that I got from this red table talk, from what they say, is that Will and Jada were separated at the time. They said they were broken up. Okay. Like they were broken up, broken they up. They said that you know Jada said you left my ass. You were done with me. And for me, I'm just like, oh, so you the crazy one, bitch, huh? I don't know what any of that conversation meant. Exactly. Like, it was just, it was, it was too, it was like an open-ended question. I don't it, even know. It, it was, was just like, Cause which was, one is it? Yeah. Why, yeah. why were y'all broken up? Uh, thank you. That's what I wanted to. It's like, y'all giving half-ass tea. Listen, y'all broke, was broken up. Cool. Why? Right. And <laughs> is it breakup? Because you're like, oh, we didn't think we are going to get back together. So does, does that mean you guys were talking about divorce? Right, and it's just kind of like, and what was the timeline? Because what was irritating me was the oh. whole, the whole time they kept trying to be. It was so long. This happened years ago. But I don't I'm, even know why it's coming back. But up. I'm like, and then she kept saying, "But you know, I haven't even talked to August in a long time." And I was like, "But what, what about was that? He, wasn't he your first guest on the Red Table Talk?" So are you saying since then they haven't talked? He was like the second guest on the Red and Table. And are you talk. saying that at that time you guys did have a relationship? Who, that's what I'm like, saying. Like, I'm confused. And I'm mad that, you know, during the interviews, she kept on saying entanglement. We had an interaction, an entanglement, a deep friendship. Don't tell Girl. me. Don't ever. Listen, let me give people. Don't ever tell me we entangled. Unless our limb is not, like, interlocked. <laughs> don't ever tell me we entangled. Like, what? What does that mean? What you mean? It sounded like an insult to me. I'm that, sorry. It sounded like you telling me that we in some bullshit. She said it was a situationship. That's basically what it was. I think it was beyond that. Cause it was. I said if it was situationship, say we had a little situation. You talking about entanglement? And I like that he was like, okay, Jada, why we here? You know, entanglement. Like, what exactly happened? And even though she didn't even go into detail, I feel like why I feel like Will didn't. They never had this conversation. I felt like her and Will. Didn't like did like this situation like they were separated probably for real and then they just came back together and she hang, handled August but they like he never probably knew because what it, was up with them because it really did seem like he was also still trying to figure it out it did it seemed like he was like okay so well, like what really happened like and you know I did peep you know he was like I'm gonna get you back right he said that and she was like well you look you already done that like I think we're already even you know what does that mean so I'm like oh so did he already cheat in the past ex- that's what I'm saying it's like. Are y'all cheating? Was like, what's the what's the tea? Like this was this left me more confused. And then the excuses she was giving. Oh, my codependency. You know, I'm the type where, to, in order in order to heal from my trauma, I'm addicted to helping those who have trauma and problem, and I want to heal them. Girl, just listen. Just say you were horny. You saw a young man. That's what I'm he saying. gave you attention. Jada, you already told he us you was a sex meat. addict. It's like, let your episodes match up. You already told us you was a sex addict. Keep it real. You already said that it was a point in our marriage where Will just was not home. Yeah. Just say that. As as I said in episode this and episode that, Will wasn't around and he was. But I don't like, this is the thing that I find very hypocritical. I wish that Jada would have acknowledged how manipulative um, it was for her to be with a person romantically that you just said came to you in distress. And they were very sick. Like, he was very sick, and he was on drugs, and he was doing stuff. So, I'm just... I was trying to figure out, so, how you fall in love with that? <gasps> no, no I mean, shade, no say, tea. She did say, that, you know, her codependency and, you know, wanting to heal up, help people with, you know, with addictions, because, you know, her mom had an addiction. So, that's how she fell in love. I don't know. Well, she also said, like, I just needed some something to feel... I just wanted to feel good, okay? She goes, I just wanted to feel good. So, I guess... 
damn. All he was, was there to make her feel good. August was a, a side piece, and I'm, he sure was. I'm so sorry, August, that yeah. you was the rebound and it's coming out like this. And and that's the I would say the tone. I didn't like the tone because it definitely was like. She dismissed him. Yeah, it was yeah, it was like, you know, this happened years ago, so I don't even know why this is coming out right now. Like now he wanna do the interview type of thing. You That's know, and right. it's like now you not you clearly said this man was sick. And obviously he's not just sick based on drug addiction or yeah. you know, it was more a deeper mental issue like, too as August well. August was damn near dead at this time last year. And I, yeah, I think that Jada just didn't own up in the way that I would have expected Jada Pinkett Smith, Miss. Put it all on the table. Woo, woo, woo. Legs, legs folded and all. Will looked like he was crying and then had to smoke his way through this red talk child. You see their eyes? I said, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all on drugs? Both of them eyes was on. And, and they were like, oh, bad marriage for life. They said, well, right or die to the end. Bad marriage for life. Oh, I thought they were doing uh, There was bad, bad boys. boys. They, uh, they, they ride they together, dog. die together. Eh. Bad marriage for life. For life. What does that mean? I mean, again, it goes... I guess she was telling us small by small. Remember that time in that episode, she said that if Will is on the other side of the house and with somebody else and I'm on the other side of the house and with somebody else, as long as we're both in the same house, we're sticking together, you know? So I guess, yeah, the allegations of open marriage is true, you know, <laughs> at this point. Yeah, this just taught me that like, celeb- don't let celebrities try and fool y'all. We all know how life works. Like, it's certain things that, yeah, you might not know the, in, not know the ins and outs or whatever, whatever, but we know how life works. So yeah. every rumor we ever thought low-key was true. Yeah. And again, they're human beings as well. So just don't let us, don't put, you know, any being on a super high pedestal because they're not God. And they do mess up as well. So I'm not, honestly, I'm not like surprised, like, oh my God, it's just like, this is hilarious. Yeah, it's just, it's. It's hilarious. Well, this is what you wanted, right, Jada? Y'all, y'all, you wanted to be an A-list celebrity Trans- again. Thanks. Will, you wanted to be an A-list celebrity again. You got you got Instagram, and you have a whole team dedicated to your you Instagram. You want the attention. You got the y'all, attention. this is it. Because had this been three years ago, we might not gave a damn about no Will, Jada, and August. I wonder how did the kids feel. Like, then, even when it was going on, like, oh, no wonder, hey, bro, step. That's what I'm saying. No wonder daddy. Willow be breathing all heavy every time she ran. This is anxiety-inducing <gasps> for me. Ooh. No wonder. You see why Jaden been on tour for three years? Like, no wonder. She got issues. They all got issues. And, you know, it made me think, do you think that, you know, being in a relationship that long, they've been there for 25 years, mm-hmm. do you think that it is possible to remain faithful, you know, with your partner? Or to your partner for that long, 25 years. That's a long time. Think about it. I think there'll definitely be bumps in the road. And I think that there'll What are the bumps in the road? You know, yeah, I definitely think, like, there's not going to be times where we're always super in love. You know, there's definitely going to be moments where I, I don't feel like dealing with you. Um, but I personally... I think that, you know, one thing I will say is everybody's agreement is everybody's agreement, right? Like, I, I've heard of a lot of different people who have, like, different like rules and regulations to mm-hmm. having an open marriage at a point in their marriage yeah. and it's like I love you I want to be with you but I just can't deal with you right, right. now I want somebody else's energy or whatever but I don't, I don't even think that the I think besides that that you know not being in love and oh I can't deal with you right now I also do think that human beings you know you are naturally going to find other people attractive as well yeah you know so would your body also would you know your body wouldn't want to crave it's gonna it's body. gonna crave because I'm not dead but like it's it's part of my vow yeah. and my commitment yeah. to not act on that yeah. without the permission of my husband. Oh, oh, that's another T. And right that's there. what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. Oh. Like, I do think there there are worlds and realities so where you, people give each other hall passes. So you call? Would you With give me? a hall pass? Would I need one? Or would I give? Would one? you give one? Would need whichever? 
I wouldn't it would really have to be a real like what's the situation, what's going on or whatever. Um I'm not gonna ever say never. Um it's not ideal. It's not what I mm-hmm. it's not something I have in my mind like, yeah, you're ten, I need that hard pass. But <laughs> you know, it's I'm not I'm not gonna say never. You know, right. I, I think it's also cool to see a situation where a, a woman technically steps out and her husband took her back. It is, yeah. So it's like, okay, yeah. Jada. I guess they love each other, you know. I, I could definitely see, like, for me, I could see the friendship. At this point, it's evolved to, like, deep friendship. They're definitely best friends, you mm-hmm. know. So I guess that is the beauty of it, so as you say. say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Uh, what is next on our list? Ooh, our favorite part of the show. Mm, mm, mm. Let's talk about these goofy people this week. Just, just, just dumb, just dumb. As just I sip dumb. on my back, boo. I'm about to pull it up, about to pull up the drop, okay? Analodo, somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Oh, Lodo, Rabata, woo! Goof ass. <laughs> We got mm-hmm. two Olodos this we week. Sure do. Um, so the first Olodo is Terry Crews. Okay, well, I don't know what's going on with Terry Crews, you guys, um, but his you know black inferiority is showing. He he really has a complex with being black and black people, mm-hmm. and you know he from Flint, so I don't understand his complex, but whatever. So essentially, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Terry went out on a limb on Twitter talking about, you know, there's no such thing as black superiority or black supremacy. We have to, you know, he said, if you are a child of God, you are my brother and sister. I have family of every race and creed and ideology. We must ensure that black lives matter doesn't morph to black lives are better. It's like, where did you get that notion from? I'm confused. Where, Um, where, where? To add insult to injury, he did do an in, uh, interview with Don Lemon where he went about uh, kind of saying some more shit. So let's listen to that. All right. Issuing was a warning. You know, it's one of those things where I've been a part of different groups. I've been a part of different things. And you see how extremes can really get, can go far and can go wild. And then when you issue a warning and when a warning is seen as detrimental to the movement, how can you ever, ever have checks and balances? Um, you know, in, in the 60s and 70s, airplanes went down all the time. And the reason they found out why they did was because the pilots could never be questioned. And mm-hmm. when you have the leaders of the Black Lives Movement who are now talking about, you know, if we don't get our demands, we're going to burn it down. Uh, other black people who are talking about work, I was working with other whites and other uh, other races, they're, they're being viewed as sellouts or called Uncle Toms. It starts to, starts to, you start to understand that you are now, you know, being controlled. You're not being treated as love. You're actually being controlled. Someone wants to control the narrative. And I viewed it as a very, very dangerous self-righteousness that was developing that, you know, that, that really viewed themselves as better. It was a, almost a supremacist move. Let, oh. let me jump where in, Terry. They viewed that- That's pretty much it. Um, so Terry basically talking about, you know, he's, he's setting it as a warning to black militants. And my response to that is simply, you know, you know, sometimes you got to throw some bowls to get what you want. Simple as that. Everybody has a role to play. Now, Terry, if your role is 
you know, you want to sit back and do nothing, we will leave you to that. But please do us all a favor and shut the fuck up. And like, <sighs> vehemently shut the fuck up. I'm just concerned as to why black militants or, you know, extremists, like, that was the main thing you talk about. So are you trying to say that during this whole rally and protest going on, you've not seen the white extremists out? Is he saying that he's not seen videos of them? You know what I mean? Even July 4th, it was all over social media. I even watched a video. Even my mom in Texas texted me, like, saying, hey, I heard, you know, July 4th, don't go to any public gatherings because they said white men are out there looking to shoot people in public gatherings. Even on Twitter, a girl said she saw a note because she lived a block away from where it was supposed to happen. Literally saw a note saying, oh, you know, get ready. We finna attack black people type of thing. So it's like, this is, this is legit going on. And the, the thing to come your mind, oh, black people don't think we are better. Uh-uh. After years. Yes, at this point, let's say 1,000 years of oppression because it's more than 400 years. 1,000 years of, of oppression. Please, okay, tell us what we need to do. Tell us what we need to do in order to not, in order for all of this to stop because we've been killed, we've been murdered, we've been lynched, our buildings have been burnt down, our business have been burnt down for many years, even till today, by white extremists, white militants, by police officers. And that's what you could say to, about this movement, the- about Black Lives Matter. The rapper Royce said it best to me. He basically went on an Instagram live and went in on Terry Crews. And in that rant, he said, Terry Crews, you do nothing for the black community. Every time we hear from you regarding the black community, it is to go against somebody in the black community. All you do is parade around your light-skinned ass wife and tell us how light-skinned and mulatto she is. You're from Flint, Michigan. They ain't had water in about four or five years. You ain't said a damn word about that. But every time, every time black people need somebody to be in support, here you come trying to coon your ass out. And it's every time. so again, just because they made you the black brute in all the movies and you had to be mm. the aggressive black man and you don't like being the aggressive black man because you speak proper and have a light-skinned wife, that does not concern us. Once again, please shut the fuck up. Gee, every time. Even, even with the whole Gabby situation in America's Got Talent. Like, literally, it is every time. Every time. It's just like, shh. It's okay. Like, that care. Go and make your money. Go and do your hosting. Go and be with your white people, whatever. Go. Go, go, go and do that. Man, I'm tired. I'm just tired. I'm, I'm tired of hearing, hearing about him. But yeah. The next Olodo that we also do have is 50 cents. Well, Curtis. you know how we feel about him. So anyway, he had a little radio show. He was on um, Wayne's radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, they were talking about 50 cents dating in life. And he mentioned that, you know, sisters always complain. They get so mad about who I date. You know, they always say, you, you fuck with this and you fuck with that because of how they look. And he's like... You know, that shit is exotic. Literally. You know, he's like, this is not the shit I see down the street every day, you know, from growing up in the hood. This is exotic woman. And he said that we was angry black women for, he said that, you know, you out here being angry and bitter. That's how y'all get called angry black women. Again, in this time and climate, like, I don't even understand what this men, many of this men, I don't understand what goes through their mind. Okay, date whoever you want to date. And I think this is the plight of black women. Like, you know, no one is saying you should not date white, brown, yellow. Date what you want to date. But must you insult us in the process? Must you look down upon us in the process? Publicly at that. Must you do that? What, what is that going to... Didn't you come from a black woman? I'm sorry, what's exotic about Cuban link? 
What's exotic about her? I I I I actually want to know. Please, somebody give me her twenty three in me. What is exotic about her? And then you know all this exotic woman. They all, if you look at all of them, they all end up doing plastic surgery to get bigger lips, like black women, to get bigger breasts, but slim waist to get that but, black woman's body. So what is the exotic part? Like from his the description, his description of exoticism is a bitch that's not from the same hoods as he is. Are, are these girls not from the same hoods as you? You ain't go, it ain't like you went to go find some girl from Brazil or you found some girl from my island. Like Peru you or you went found to some a, island. A, a, a bitch straight from Jersey, straight from Philly, straight from wherever the fuck you're from. That's all Dr. Miami. And, and because she called herself Cuban Link. That's what made it exotic. Like, ooh, she exotic. That's what I'm saying. Just say that you like light-skinned women and go. That's it. Like, I hate when men be trying to make it. Because no. Because y'all don't even know what exoticism is. At this point, it's not even light-skinned. Like, Let's talk about the light-skinned like, part. You like non-black women. Yeah. You know, it's not even a light-skinned thing anymore or whatever. It's literally like you want non-black women. Because I don't remember last time I saw with a light-skinned woman. You want non-black women. That's really what you want. And God, do you. But put us why talking about we angry and black. You know what? Even if I am an angry black woman, I have the right to be because at this point, wouldn't you be angry if every t- every time you turned around, somebody's telling you that the the contents and the character of your being is not enough? How dare you? That's I'm sorry, I had to go in. How dare you tell me somebody who has triple citizenship? I'm, okay, that I'm not exotic because what? Because what? And, and I like that, you know, Regina, what's her name? Uh, Regina. 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 <laughs> Regina. Lil Wayne's daughter, she tweeted and said that, you know, I'm a black woman and I am exotic all the way around. Period. Period. And also Lil Wayne to be pissing me off. I'm not going to lie because all he did was chuckle like, ha, ha, Lil Wayne, ha, ha. Lil Wayne falls into that category. Lil, when the last time Lil Wayne dated a black woman? And I wonder how his daughter feel. I wonder if he's had that conversation with his daughter. Feel like Regina and Wayne relationship. She loves her father to death, but her daddy the type of father where it's like he, do what he, do. he just see you can't you you could tell him, but he go through one ear out the yeah. other. Yeah. Like he be high all the time, half the time. Like like Wayne, you could tell Wayne really he don't have any consciousness. He doesn't care. Like Wayne literally has no consciousness. He is also one of those celebrities because I remember one yeah. interview he did saying that oh you know I don't go through any racism or yeah, discrimination. Like I'm a he, black rich man. Like and once again this. He, People be mad. They be like, I mean, you hate men. I don't. Black men, speak to your people. Speak to them. They be, okay. dis- they be misrepresenting y'all. And you fans that love 50 Cent or y'all crazy about Kanye West and Lil Wayne, Talk to them. tweet them too. Let them know that they're disrespecting y'all black mothers, black sisters, black grandmamas and stuff. Y'all was in uproar when Nikki was with Takashi 69 on a song. I saw a lot of y'all men calling her all type of names. Uh, you didn't see y'all, YG. YG exactly. said he doesn't want to make musical high anymore. Y'all ain't say shit about Kanye talking about Planned Parenthood, knowing that half of y'all got y'all girls' abortions through Planned Parenthood. Hello. Okay. Like, let's, let me just step right there real quick. Like, none of y'all didn't say nothing when our good brother Christian Cooper was defending a white woman's honor saying she went through enough. I didn't see it. Nobody said anything, but... We need y'all support now. Come Sorry. on now. This is not even the time and climate to be hearing this nonsense. Anyway, he that's Kanan that. in real life. He is Kanan for real. Oh, he did. He is. I understand why he got shot nine times. Ooh. Right. Anyway. But I think that's, that's it for our hot topics. Yes, right? you got. Now it's time for our episode of the week. I'm excited about this episode, actually. I do like this topic. So this topic was definitely from uh, this, this show on Netflix called Sex and Love Around the World. And we're basically having an episode on that epi- on, on the show. And specifically, um, that ep- with the show, it's, 
it's like six episodes or so with different mm-hmm. countries, mm-hmm. you know, about their point of view about sex and love. So mm-hmm. this one that we're focusing on is in Accra, mm-hmm. Ghana. Let's start. Yes. So, um, again, like Erica said, it's a show about sex and love around the world, hosted by Christiana. I'm, I'm a poor. Mm-hmm. If you guys remember, she was a very popular uh, news CNN anchor, anchor. Mm-hmm. on CNN. Um, and I, I found, you know, Erica brought this show to my attention. So, shout out for the Netflix mm-hmm. plug. Shout out to Lillian, because I saw on her snap, on her um, Instagram story. And I'm like, what is this? You nice. know, it quite interesting. Um, and basically, um, you know, it was a couple of takeaway things from this this episode, right? And it being based in Accra, um, it's in it's in obviously in Ghana and mm-hmm. Africa. They talk a lot about um, these pillars that are very important in sex and love. Yes. And one of those things as Africans that we do know um, kind of intersects right in sex and love is church. Yeah, religion overall. Religion, yes. Yes, Re- religion, sexism, all of it. And I like the show because it just gives insight that this is literally... A global thing, right? It's not just an African thing. It's 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 literally everywhere where religion plays a role with the way sex, you know, how we think about sex, you know, mm-hmm. the notion about sex, and not just religion, but also just how, or at the end of the day, the burden of sex is put on a woman in every culture across the globe. It's right. like it's like the woman is the one like okay, the blame and everything is put on them, but you exactly. know, men have that sexual freedom; they could exactly. do what they want to do. So in this episode, we just want to talk about you know three main points that really stood out to us. So with the church, so one of the things that, um, you know, they talked about in this episode is the idea that the church teaches women that they are to pleasure men sexually, right? Like that is part of um, our, our wifely and womanly duty yeah. is to make sure our husband is satisfied. Yes, because, you know, the man is the head of the household, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you are the rib of the man. God made you out of Adam to be the man's helpmate, to be the man's supporter, to be the man's support system. And... The second hand, basically. Yeah. You know? I, I do think that, like, notions like that tend to be dangerous because it's kind of like, um, especially when you intertwine it with religion, because what you're saying is that it is ordained by God that the woman plays second fiddle all the time. Because mm-hmm. that's what I get when I hear statements like that, that um, at the end of the day, all, all it is is my existence is just to be there for a man to do what he feels wants to do you know like if he wants to feel good at this moment i feel i make him feel good in whatever way that is if that's me not him talking not talking to him um me giving myself to him sexually me you know cooking or whatever thing that is so um you know both of us are from two different religions Mm -hmm. so with this being kind of like um towards the church do you Mm -hmm. think it's something that you've heard in oh girl yeah this is not the thing is that the episode only focused on the christian you know church Mm -hmm. because you know um christianity is a it's one of the main religions in africa in african countries but this is something that goes both ways with you know the islam religion if we think about you know muslim countries see how the women are placed you know exactly. the fact that you can have multiple wives um and i think overall even this concept of you know the woman is made to support the man it's not even just a religion thing exactly. it's a cultural thing a traditional thing i think it's just it's it, it's just embedded in us right from the beginning of time yes you know based on the bible the story even the quran is like yeah you know god made a woman out of you know the, the rib, rib of, of adam man, yeah. yeah you know so that man you know man is not created to be alone you know exactly. god thought that adam was lonely and he created um eve Awesome, great, cool beans. But obviously, as you said, our purpose is not just to be like, oh, I'm your support system, I'm your stool, you know, in order for you to relax. No. Exactly. Because 
you need me as much as I need you. Like, this world. Do you think about a world with just men? Like, think about a world with just men. That First of terrible. all, the world is the way it is right now because of men. Whether, whether it comes to religion, whether it comes to war, you know, whatever it, it comes to crime, you know, whatever it is, economic problems, whatever it is, I think it's all men's fault. fault. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I definitely think that men have a huge role in, um, for a lot of the 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 more worst parts mm-hmm. of society. And then in the, the show, a pastor was saying that women are more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that he's that he does say and acknowledge that the the idea that comes um from the story of Adam and Eve that women are to blame, that you know, that that the man did not have autonomy in that situation. Mm-hmm. No that, accountability. that accountability. That of all the things that we say men are the head, men are the spirit leader, men are the this, that why is this the one time where we really going to be like, nah, it was the woman's fault. That, exactly. That he did that. And I think like, just to think of like how that notion plays in society so much. Yes. It was so important for him to say that because I'm like, damn. Because after a while, when you hear it a lot, it is like, oh, Eve, Eve, Eve. It is. And he mentioned how like, okay, Adam was there when... You know, the serpent, the, the snake came to convince um, Eve. Adam was there when Eve was eating and he was watching and he didn't say nothing. Adam was there when she gave it to him and he ate it. So as the man, as the wife, the one, the one in charge, the one, you know, you are the head and you couldn't say no. Because I think that that's an, and I think that that's an idea that, um, that we just put on men in a lot of things, right? That whenever men are in situations where they make the wrong choice is because they were tempted by women. Exactly. It was never the idea that, that this man had his own autonomy to do what he wanted to do, right? Um, and I think that that it, it, it really comes to play in a lot of ways. So a lot of the time, especially in these mega churches, so I say I think mega churches is like a really big thing, especially mm-hmm. in Africa now. You have a lot of these up and coming pastors who use this word for their own, oh uh, yeah, their own benefit. Yeah, you see so many religious, you know, leaders. Um, how you know so many videos too you see them you know they use sex as a way to as their tool right you know they tell women to come for counseling or come for this and you know and just many people are just so vulnerable and just 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 i don't know naive and they go in and the man the pastor will legit sexually harass the woman but then back it up with a scripture from the bible or a scripture from the quran exactly like they literally would back it up be like you know god is in me god told me that you know in order for you to have a child in order for you to do this i must sleep with you i must touch you i must whatever and again this goes with both religions you know and not even just Christian or not just in Christianity or Islamic religion, but also in, you know, African spirituality religion, you know, whether it's Ifa or Shongo, whatever it is that you do worship, that whole concept, you know, of taking advantage of a woman, you know, using your status to to prey on a woman and using it as a way to be like, yeah, I could sexually harass her because I'm the man. It's, it's, it's just complete bullshit. It's, it's around the globe. It's too much. I like that you brought that up because now that we, as we are having this conversation about religion um, and some of those more holistic or or tribal religions. Yeah. Um, in the in the episode, there was a woman named Azizat Mystique, mm. um, who is also somewhat of an artist slash activist in Ghana. Let's you know, I I guess in America we would categorize her as like a woman's right mm-hmm. activist. Um, but she's she's really more of just a performer. So she, anyway, I say all that to say that she practices a religion of voodoo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Similar to what we would know as voodoo. It's basically the same thing. You know, I mean? yeah, mm-hmm. but that's how it was classified. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she kind of describes 
her relationship with her sexuality um, through this religion in like an opposite way, right? So she does a lot of like performance. Um, her videos have a lot of performance art where she does depict a lot of these pastors and people who use religion mm-hmm. to, like the Western to world take coming. over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she she goes as far as to say that the the westernized um, involvement of religion in Africa was the downfall of Africa, right? So she she says that in her religion or in her practices that she recognizes herself as a full woman. As a whole woman. She's in tune with nature. She's in tune with nature and in tune with herself. And this makes her have so much more respect for her body that she doesn't have validation in men and relationships. Um, And I think that 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 to me was a really strong take because I definitely think that religion kind of does make you feel like as a woman, anything that you do in your adult womanhood is not godly because it's not mm-hmm. with a man. You're not in, mm-hmm. in the matrimonial sense. And it does make you play to the whim of men. Yeah. It really does. Like, I like how she was just saying, like, once you realize that nations were built from you, because, you know, we we women, you know, like, it do make you think, like, damn, like, world stop without me. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, I definitely feel that. Like, you know, we say all the times that we feel the pressure of, being young, young adults, and now people are looking for us to be married and looking for us to do that. And I think a lot of that does come with religion. I totally agree. I'm not going to lie. As a Christian girl, I think just, you know, with the whole concept like, oh, you know, the whole virginity thing and everything, it, it, it definitely put a lot of pressure on me to the level that I did not even, like, pay attention or know my own body, you know? I ain't going to act like I'm a virgin on this podcast. I'm definitely ain't no virgin, okay? But I ain't no hoe either. <laughs> Said it was such <laughs> such power. You know, I, I mean, listen, no, no, you know, because it was something that I hid for a while. Like I didn't even tell my family, like, oh, I've had sex or whatever. Not to say that it's something I had to share with them, but just that whole notion of like, oh, Christian good girl, you're not supposed to do this, wait till marriage. And so I do wonder, like, okay, like, where exactly in the Bible does it say that? You know? And everyone's interpretation of the Bible is different, you know, of religion is different. And after a while, I'm just like, wow, I don't even know my body. Like, I, I have to wait and depend on a man to help me figure out my own body. I don't like that. That doesn't make sense. And then, as you said, that's when it leads to women, you know, easily getting preyed on, you know, by men, easily taking advantage of men, by men because you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, you know, I'm supposed to be this. And, you know, or if you're a Muslim girl, cover up, whatever, whatever case may be. And then one bad man comes along and you can't even identify that he's a bad man, right? Yeah, cause you know I, you know as you said, I guess I guess this is the pussy reveal episode. Ooh, cause ooh, ooh, ooh. at this point, I, I okay, I guess everybody's been like, oh, this is my virginity status. I won't let you be on the ledge by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> nah, okay, all jokes aside though, but um, on some serious shit, I, I do, especially as a Muslim, right? Like I feel like the whole kind of concept around our religion is this modesty, or uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like there is like this huge stigmatization of Being sexuality modest. and modesty, and, and it goes as far as like the clothes that you wear and this that and the other and like for a long time um as much as like I was like I was a virgin for a very long time you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like well into my 20s I was uh I was a virgin and even despite all of that I still felt an air of like I'm just the I'm the scandalous girl because I I wasn't I, I I didn't dress like hoish but like I wasn't dressed super modestly and I always felt that that was just always like a stigmatization around me um and I feel like when we talk about religion and, and marriage, like even now, I feel like I feel like there's so many girls that I know that I'm like, you got married just to be a hoe in confidence. Oh, 
You know what I mean? Okay, like, explain that. What do you mean? So you're saying they got married to be a hoe with your husband or to literally be a hoe and Just to be a hoe in confidence. Because some of them, like, they still do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Like, hence where their marriages ended up mm-hmm. going. But it's like, I think that a lot of people, um, especially as, as young girls, they, they may say, I'm trying to hold out or I'm trying to do this because I don't want people to say, or, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, they really feel like I cannot explore my sexuality without, without having a man. W- without having a man or without the attachment of marriage because if that's what we've been taught. Like, we've been taught that our virtue and our worth is... Root- and our, it's, like, really rooted into how, you know, like, our relationship with God is rooted in that. Ooh. Of all the things that we do, of all the things that surround us, of all the things that happen in our life, that one uh, that one attachment as a woman to God is within your sexuality. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it, you know, a little bit extra, like, you know, 100 right now, or, you know... Um, so I as well I you know, I didn't lose my virginity at a young age. I no. feel like you know I was a solid age, um, but you know I, my mom for the longest thought that I was a virgin. You know, and it was to the extent that even when she prayed for me, you know, mom was really like she's a prayer warrior, spiritual woman. Um, she'd be like, Father Lord, your daughter has kept her virginity for you. You know, bless her, Lord. The fact that, and you know, I do believe that there's definitely blessing in that. You know, if you do decide to hold out and you can hold out, I think there's blessing in many things. You know. That's, that's discipline. But, you know, the fact that that prayer point was because she held her virginity for you, oh, Lord, you know, and, right. and it was like almost every prayer. After a while, I'm just like, Jesus, God, forgive me now. <laughs> I'm just like, God, now you know. You know what's been going on with this body over here now. Oh, no, <laughs> so it's like, you know, it, 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 was, it felt so much, it was so much pressure, you know? And also it is a thing of pride, like my daughter is a virgin. Yeah. It's not a thing of pride to say my son is a virgin, okay. but to say my daughter is a virgin. And I know it's to the extent that I know she mentioned it to other people. I was mm. getting my hair done by this stylist that, that also does her hair. And I was just talking to her and she's like, girl, yeah, your mama thinks she have, like she said it was so much confidence, like, Girl, yes. Your mom thinks you're a virgin and this and that. And I'm just like, girl, okay, I, need, I really need to sit her down under her know, like, mom, this this motherfucker's been in this pussy, okay? And that's this my <laughs> business, too. Okay, and I, and yeah. you know what? And I think it's also just kind of like, even if I didn't wait till marriage, I still deserve a good husband. And I still, I am still well I'm deserving still worth, of God's blessing. I'm still blessing. deserving of a good man and a good husband exactly. and all of that. And I think that a lot of that kind of comes culturally as well, right? Yeah. Like, not just in the religion, but culturally what women's virginities and bodies have always meant. So there's this, um, what, how do you pronounce it? Trocosi culture? Trocosi culture, yes. yes. So this is, it's like a religion in some parts of Ghana and Togo. Pretty much where, you know, young girls are deemed as the wives of gods. So if a family commits a crime, um, you know, you do something major, a way, a way to appeal the gods or, you know, to appeal for the crime that you committed, you have to offer up a young virgin in your family hmm. and they are put into, you know, to work and sexual labor, whatever the case may be. And there was this incident on the show of this young girl, seven years old. She was seven years old. And the crime that her uncle committed adultery. Her own uncle committed adultery and basically, you know, stepped somebody else's wife. So the, in a way to, you know, appeal the situation, like, we have to legit give up this young, you know, seven-year-old girl to the high priest. And, you know, they're left, you know, you know, in the, what's the word? What's the word? In the shrine and stuff mm-hmm. to work and, you know, have sex, whatever. And the girl said that. You could literally hear the young girls be raped. Yeah, it was like, like after you, you had your period, you were old you have, enough to be raped. After you had your period, and it's like even if you have period, whether you have breast or not, even if you see you like a young girl, you have your period, they rape you. Not that they're like, okay, we're gonna groom you and just wait, but they literally rape you. 
man, that that is sad. That I, I don't even understand like how you know. And this is not even about oh Christianity or Islam at all. You know what I mean? This yeah. is our rooted, you know, African culture. You know. Mm-hmm. And one thing I, you know, the young girl, luckily, um, the what's the CNN reporter, Christian? Yes. She. This was twenty years ago. So she happened to went to Ghana during this situation, and. Um, based on the documentary she did on this Trocosi culture, someone saw the young girl on TV and they were like, you know what, my, I feel like she's calling onto me. So they adopted her. You know, she came to the U.S. She lives a good life, whatever. And, you know, 20 years later, she meets the lady again and she's crying like, you literally saved my life. Yeah. You know? She, she was Literally saying... saved my life. And, you know, one thing I do like that she said that, you know, any culture that involves the manipulation murder, rape, you know, that is not acknowledged, practice, preserve, you know, human rights, women's rights, is not a culture. Yeah. It is not an African culture. Yeah. It is not, a, you know, a, a Ghanaian culture, Nigerian culture. It's, it's not, not that. Culture. It's not. And I'm like, oh my God, that made me feel, feel so good, right? Because, you know, as Africans, we think that, oh, Christianity and Islam or whatever is what saved us, you know, yeah. from our evil dark culture. Yeah. And, you know, no, our African culture is not evil. It's just that those are just bad practices those within it. Practices. The same way that there are bad practices, you know, you see with Christians and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say, well, this, you know, the different type of Christians where even like, I don't want to say Mormons, but you know, the ones where like, the ones who were arrested, where the man was literally abusing young, young oh, girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they, um, they're not Mormons. It's not, like, not Mormons. I, I know what you're talking about. I it's can't some other, the, like, the, it's the, another the branch. Yeah, it's another, yeah. you know, denomination of Christianity. You know, there's Scientology as well, you know? Also, yeah. it's Islam. There are practices within Islam where, oh, an eight, eight-year-old girl. They sacrifice themselves as bombings. Like, that is they whole other segments and, of Islam. And that's what, what I mean? people do. That's not part of the Islam cult. Exactly. Religion. That's what the people, exactly. most, some Muslim people do. That's like, that's within themselves. Um, and it's just kind of like, even even getting into that, there is this whole culture of infidelity being celebrated mm. for men. Mm. Um, right? Or even being accepted. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the man didn't suffer any punishment. Even in what you just saw, he really didn't suffer any punishment. It was like, yo... Look, I'll give you somebody else's virgin uh, virginity for the virtue of this woman okay. that I just took. And I think that that even in itself is an issue because it creates this culture of um, women's bodies being bartered. Because, like, in order for a man to experience infidelity, it has to be somebody he's infidel with. Yeah. You know, it has to be, like, a, a group of people. And, you know, not saying that people can't have their own rights or have autonomy, but I think that... It's such a double standard or so many things happen. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's so many more risks of things when men are able to celebrate that part of themselves and women can't talk about that part of themselves at mm-hmm. all. Um, you know what I mean? Like, as we, as we went further into that documentary, there was... Uh, conversations about like what kind of man can even cheat, right? And what that what that means in terms of the celebration of infidelity, because it's like for you to be um, a cheating man, I mean you 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 got it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say it ain't tricking if you got it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like if you're rich enough, then you can have multiple women. Exactly. And I just want to put a disclaimer out there because we know that. Money ain't got nothing to do with a man cheating, okay? Oh, yeah, Even at no. this young age of us, without it, with us not even being, you know, rich and like that, we've seen our young guys, you know, cheat. But, you know, to add to your point, yes, you know, especially in African countries, it's like, if you want to at least have the boldness to say that, 
I can't cheat. Mm. You have to be a rich man because you know. And also, there's also that notion of like you know, women only like men with money. Right. That, that's what was going on for me because I'm just like, ah, is it that women you know would only love you when you have money? So um, there was this specific um, Ghanaian act- actress, and she was saying that she is happily dating and happily in love with a married man. Yeah. And she said. She's the girlfriend. She's the girlfriend, right? Well, she, mm-hmm. She's trying to be the mistress. Yeah, she said she's the girlfriend and she wants to be the mistress. So, first of all, there's even layers. There's categories. So, there's wife, there's mistress, and there's girlfriend. And just asking her, like, okay, what's the difference? She said mistress is closer to the wife. You know, you're special. Oh, I thought girlfriend was closer. No, no, no. It's mistress than girlfriend. What? Yes. Mistress is a title. Come on now. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the small wife. That's, think about it. It's mistress, you're the small wife. Girlfriend is like, you know, you're the babe out there. You know, when oh, you not, just, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, it's just something to do when exactly. it's Exactly. And it was like, okay, even though this man literally has a wife, mistress, and girlfriend, but you have to be loyal to him in the sense, in the sense that you cannot fuck somebody else. You know, if he wants that pussy at 12 a.m., 4 a.m., 6 p.m., you need to be ready to give it up ASAP. That's literally what she was saying. Like, yeah. I have no, I can't even, because yeah, um, Chris, the reporter was like, what if you're not in the mood? You know, she's like, ah. Well, that's her livelihood too, right? So it's like, I don't want to call her a prostitute, but it's like, she's not, you know, I don't want to say, go as far as be like, she's a prostitute. Um, But it's kind of like, she did describe it as this is how she, she lives. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, she just needs to be kept because she described it as in Ghana, um, to get an apartment, you got to put two years apart, two years Fact. rent. Yeah, first, which is such bullshit. But that's another. No, episode. it's true though. No, it is. No, I'm mm-hmm. saying like that. That right, being a thing right. is bullshit. But like, it it is a, a thing. Um, but like, yeah, she's like, you know how I'm supposed to do that? Like, how can I afford that by myself? So yeah, I'm with this man, and he takes care of me, and it's just, it is what it is. It you is know what I mean? Is. Like everybody play their position. It's um, true. And it's like, I think like, you know, a westernized view is like, uh-uh, I'm not going to share my thing, this, is that, and the other. But it's like, I think we all, well, not we all, but a lot of women do that without knowing. Girl, this is, this is a, again, this is not even just an African thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is a norm around the globe. And she made a good point saying, you know, even with the rent thing, I do know that in some situations, some landlords, they would intentionally not allow young single women to rent. Their, mm-hmm. their buildings or their mm-hmm. apartment because they're like, oh, you're young, you're gonna have different people in there. Some of them want to, like, oh, where's your husband? Mm-hmm. Who's gonna, who's the authority that would sign? Even today's day and age. Yes. So it just shows the reason why this is also a norm is because that the society, the economy does not support a woman, right? Being her it own not, woman. Being her own woman, being independent to, to, to really survive on her own. And it's like, you know, I have to be with a married man. And she's like, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a good Christian. I go to church every day. But I'm a loyal girlfriend to a married man. And it's like, ain't that contradicting us here? Because it's just like, I think that, that that's when people, you know, as we just spoke about with like Will and Jade and everybody, people make their own rules up in their marriage. People really make their own rules up in their marriage. So it's like, here we go. Um, you know, there was another woman as we continued this episode that worked in the market. Uh, and she kind of was talking about um, how women have their uh, finding autonomy in this culture as a woman, yeah. right? And and by that, obviously, I mean like being able to have your own reign, control independence. shit, independence, you know, doing your own stuff. And the idea came up about polygamy. And you know, for those of you that don't know, what polygamy is is basically um, being married to more than one person at a time. Yeah. And we know that's something very popular within African cultures. And, you know, Christiana asked her basically, how do you feel about that? Like, are you threatened by that or this, that, any other? And ironically, her words were love is love. Um, you know, like you just learn to live with the other wife. You learn that she's there and I'm here and we all just play our position. So you have to share the love. 
Like literally, you have to share the love. And you know, she did seem it seemed like she was okay with it. You know, um, again, the one who did have multiple wives, he was a chief. You know, he was of that status to have multiple wives. But girl, I don't know if I could do that. You know, I ain't with. I'm not trying to share my love. That that that's just that's just me. I don't ever want to do it, and I also think I'm too young to to envision it. Girl, too young, too old, whatever. I ain't trying to envision it at no, all. No, like I never want it, but I definitely know that at. 26 it's not it's not a viable option right you know what i'm saying like i know some women maybe as we spoke of earlier like maybe y'all been together 20 years at mm-hmm. this point and it's like you know so far as you taking care of you you already lost interest in the marriage we just married at this point like some some women end up having that idea um but i think that also kind of comes from the idea of like women being kept like women not having their own yes options. exactly because it's like you know how else are you gonna eat who is gonna take care of you are you gonna say Oh, I say you've been married, married with him for this long, and he say he wants to bring a new wife. You're going to be like, oh, I'm done. Deuce, deuces. Fuck you and your new wife. Girl, where you finna go? Exactly. Because there's this also notion, you know, in Africa is that, you know, once you leave your husband, you know, once you leave your father's house, you cannot come back in. Yep. Your, your husband's house is your house. You cannot carry your bags from your husband's house and want to come back to your father's house, mm-hmm. right? Because your father's house is your mama's husband's house, yeah. okay? So it, it, I get it. It's like you have to just be like, well, he got a second wife. What the hell am I going to do? Right, and it's just kind of like, so I think like um, this is part of why women try to work. Right. And women have to find, find their own hustle and find their own autonomy because, yeah, like she even spoke as, as far as there's women who will be in these relationships, and if they don't comply, the husband won't feed them. Like, it won't be no food. Really? Like, do you it. don't, you know, there's no food for the week. Because, you know, as a woman, you know, you're the one who will be like, okay, my then husband, do, where's the money? I need money to buy groceries, or there's no more food, or whatever. And, of course, the man's won't give you money. And if he feel like you acting up, or, you know, you ain't acting right, he could go get some other bitch to buy, you know, cook That's him crazy. some meal. But you're going to be over there by yourself with your baby on fed. That's crazy. And it has some sad stuff. That is sad because it's like, it's it's manipulation. It is. You know what I'm saying? Here in America, we call that abuse. Because it, it, it is it's abuse. A, it is abuse. But you know, it's it's a lifestyle for certain people. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? They don't even recognize it as as abuse. You know but, what I mean? Exactly. But on the bright side, you know, she didn't mention because um, she, the lady that we're talking about, she is the market woman. She's the head of, you know, the market sellers in the market. And she said that a way that women can get control is by working, you know, by having your own business, being in charge of stuff. So that even if your husband said that, oh, I'm not going to give you money for this food. Girl, you got your own pocket. Tell him, fuck you. No, I'm just playing. I'm sorry. That's something like, no matter what, you just cannot fully depend on a man. Oh, yeah. That's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter, and I also feel like even if I, I, I get married to a super, like, a wealthy man. A billionaire. I, I'm still, like, even if I'm not going to a nine to five or a job where I have to be every morning, I... With the money he's giving me, I trust and believe I'm going to start some business with that. Yeah, I could be married to Jeff Bezos, Anything but I need can my happen. own. I need my Anything own. really can happen. Like, yeah. even just besides your husband. What if your husband dies? Boom. Yeah, girlfriend. Your husband dies. What you going to do? What money you got? For and then real. he, what money for you real. got? What money do you have? For real, that's how you find yourself in a widow train. Exactly, you have nothing. So this is not even about you know putting down and putting any one woman down or whatever. But it's like you also just have to think about the bigger picture. But on the flip side, she also says that there's a way for women to gain leverage. So mm. the way that she described women gaining leverage is through sex. Ironically, okay. is that uh, like we as women have to use sex to train men? That the way that we train men is you know. Um, how she described it was kind of funny how she described it. Like she was just kind of like, 
You know, when he's going to work in the morning, he got his little towel wrapped around. I dropped the towel. She's like, let me see. I've seen it before now. And it's I'm mine. like, that is hilarious because that is the stupid shit that men be like super geeky about. Like, ah, you want to see that? <laughs> like, that is what men get excited about. It's just like, niggas are stupid. It, but it, like, at the end of the day, it all comes back to sex. It does. Like, like we're literally back at sex. You know, a way, you know, you want to get autonomy from men, don't give him too much sex. You want to get, you know, you want him to give respect, also give him sex. It, it's confusing. Like, which one should you do? You got to find a balance of it. But it's like, I think that um, more importantly, like, the the idea behind what these episodes are about or what even um, Christiana, I think, wants to show is that sex is a two-way street. And I think that we were raised, all of this conversation is kind of just to, to really just remind us and show us how we as women were not raised to enjoy sex at all we, we were raised to think that sex is a tool of marriage this goes back to even when we have a, we had an episode about female mutilation like yes the reason why they literally you know mutilate you know cut a part of the woman's clit is so that one she's not fast she doesn't have any you know sexual stimulation she keeps her, her virginity till she gets married and, and then the girl and then they marry off the child at a fucking young age so it's like bitch keep the clit yeah. Keep the clit now. So I can't even imagine as a woman, part of your sexual organ is gone. This is not no old tradition at all. Any really deep cultural, you know, godly reason, whatever. It's literally just so that you do not have pleasure. That's really the yeah, reason. Yeah, it's just so you don't enjoy sex to the point where you seek for, seek it. That you want and, it. And it's yes. just kind of like, um, I think that what I'm most proud of is that you do see a silver lining at the uh, at, around this cloud and the light at the end of the tunnel. So we have shows like African City, which is on YouTube. That's where I watch We it. watch that show like yeah, in college, right? Yeah, and it's a really cool... It's like Sex in the City for mm-hmm. um, Africa. And... There, you know, the thing about that show that that they also talk about is that it's one of the few depictions of women enjoying sex, right? Where in a lot of Nollywood, you'll notice that when a woman has sex, destruction soon follows it. Mm-hmm. Like I went to have sex, so now I'm broke. Or well, I went to have sex, and I'm destroyed. Something. Oh, now I'm raped. Or no, uh, yeah, yeah, like sex. There's always a bad outcome, but this is one of those few images where it's like she had sex and it was fun. Like it yes. just was like. She just had sex. They showed a scene where, you know, from the show African City, and she was sending this guy to, you know, go down on her. And he was like, what? Go down on you? That's the Western thing. African men don't do that. But she was like, but you enjoy it when I go down on you, though. He was like, oh, but that's a different story. Now what? That's DJ really? That is DJ Excuse me, but it's an African thing again, not just an African thing. Like, it really is not, you know? And there even still many men in America, you know, in Western world, that still feel the same way that, yeah, that I'm not going to give head because a woman, you know, I should not be going down or placing myself beneath Honestly, a woman. That's a general thing, which, you know, if we're being transparent here, I, I've definitely been trying to, like, change the stigma within my own personal life because it's kind of like... Guys... Yeah, stigma you got going No, on. I'm just saying, like, I feel like guys really do be thirsty to be, like... I want head, but don't be as like thirsty. They either. don't. So it's like now I be definitely trying to make sure it's like an equal oh, opportunity like, uh, investment. Mm, like okay. for real, like you know, I'm just throwing that out there. Fifty fifty, no cheating. Yeah, like, like if we, just like are we do are we both giving head or are we not giving head? Like just like exactly. let that be the establishment. Let that be an establishment. I I totally I girl. I feel like 
each episode we creep more and more into sex until one of these days we're gonna have that real raunchy sex episode that everybody wants us I to think have. ready for it I'm not grown enough for it is it that we're not grown enough for it but we all oh, be scared cause we know our family listening that's what I mean cause our mama and grown. brothers listen that's exactly what I mean but I am not I am not grown enough girl well, I'm grown enough but you know I'm respect them though <laughs> <laughs> I am not that level of bold for me to be public no one day oh maybe when I get to husband okay that probably maybe will be ain't that a shame ain't that the irony ain't of that, a shame. that probably will be the moment it shows that we're really like you know as much as we you know we're like oh we're feminist and you know we're the modern day woman it's just so freaking deep rooted embedded in us right cause we will get that text like yes, right <laughs> and like we literally naturally just said wait till we get a husband Cause I do feel like okay, when I at least I can be like when my husband did not complain. Exactly. Well, I'm talking about my husband. Because you know what, this is slightly a side tangent, but you know, as me being the youngest and the only girl, I've had so many situations where I've had to like just just amplify my voice in the household, mm-hmm. and I, even my own sister in law has told me like. You know, girl, I ain't gonna, I, you know, I hate to say it, but you might not get that respect until you get married. So it's and like your husband goddamn, can so speak for you. My husband is a sign of respect. Yeah, and, and I think that that's, that's, that's kind of like what we kind of are saying today. Like, for real, for real, a lot of sex and culture around the world was just manipulated so benefit that... Benefit of the man. For the benefit of the man. Like, at some point in the theology that we were taught... Men became the focal point of sexual relationships. Girl, I have a good example. This one time I was going to my friend's birthday and I got dressed at my mom's house. And I'm not gonna lie, I had a little, I had a short skirt on, you know? I balanced it, you know, I wore a long sleeve, it was flare, you know, covered the top, but it was a short skirt. Mm-hmm. I have long legs, I like to show off my legs. Mm, so you have long legs? I do have long legs, noticed. baby girl. Oh, girl, boo. Yeah, uh-huh. it's not for you to notice. I don't know what it's, for, it's for my husband, for my man to I don't notice. Do a girl, boo. <laughs> 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 Gee, my mom gonna be like, and then I had a boyfriend that time. She was like, ah, this skirt is so short. I'm sure even your boyfriend would not like this skirt. In my head, I'm like, girl, do you know him? Like, he would love the skirt. But it's like, on both ends, it's like, okay, it's based on approval of end, of both of them, you know? Both, yeah. So for her saying your man's not gonna approve, and for me, I'm like, my man's gonna approve. You know what I mean? And, and that's an issue. That, that's not yeah, right. Proof. Like, I look uh, good. I know I don't like no hoe. You may not like it, and that's absolutely fine. But, baby girl, I saw you wearing skirts, though. You I don't know, even like, know what a hoe is anymore in 2020. Uh, that's true. That's a different episode for a different day. I don't know what a hoe like, is. Like, what, what is a hoe? What's a hoe? Are you a hoe, Dami? I would think I'm not, but who We're knows? not hoes. We're not hoes. In somebody's definition, I might be. Who knows? Ah. Uh, yeah, maybe. Who knows? You never you know. know. The way people just be yelling ho these days. But I definitely say you guys definitely should watch the show Sex and Love Around the World because she, the reporter definitely, you know, went to different countries. She went to India. She went to Japan. She went to um, Berlin. And just, you know, how sex is literally, it's a burden on woman. Just to add a little to it, she went to Berlin and there's this, it's called KKK. It's not that much KKK, but it's basically like cook, kitchen, and it was, you know, it's in a German language. Mm-hmm. It's cook kitchen and um, what is it? Kegels. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. It was cook kitchen and household. It was like basically that's what a woman it was doing. Um, Hitler, his huh? time, and that's what he said women were good for. Damn. You know, it was Kirsch Kutcher. You know how the German mm-hmm. whatever. But my point is to say it was all just rounded. You know, being the fact that women, all your job, your job is to be in the household. Damn. You know, in the kitchen. 
to to bear children. That's you're basically baby making machines. I can't fold. That's what it is. Child. You're a baby, and I'm like, I wonder, like, God. I don't think God created us to be baby, just baby, just baby making machines. God created us so a man could talk to somebody, and here they go avoiding conversation. Damn, man, look at that. that's the tea. Like, look, look at that. Let's get into it. Yeah. I'm supposed to talk to you, and here you are using me for everything but a good conversation. But a good, but, but support. But I'm support. here to build you and Dang. make you. God created me to make you a better man. Literally, but you, you denying it. But you didn't want it. Literally, it's okay. And you just want me to be everything else. Everything else. Cool. But I think that's it. For yes, our guys. Topics. Um, I hope you guys watch that episode though, because it's super. I mean, not even just the episode, that series. It is super interesting, just to get a global perspective of things. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, um, what are we doing for Beth? Excellent. So there's um, a lot of black excellence going on in the world, but we thought that this week we would actually take a step back and hold ourselves accountable of black excellence, right? Like, um, I think that we see so so many different mm-hmm. excellent things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of wanted to challenge you, Erica. What is something um, of black excellence that you did, and what is something that you want to do? Well, I say I could. I don't remember what I did, but currently I feel like a black excellence thing that I do is the services that I do provide for black women. You know. Mm-hmm. One of locks, okay? I am a loctician and I do provide a service where I don't just retwist their hair, but I believe I have this holistic approach, you know? I shampoo, condition their hair, massage their scalp, you know what I'm saying? You say I should. <laughs> I should, I know, right? <laughs> massage the scalp with, you know, natural oils, you know, no chemical involved. And literally, I feel like I'm their therapist, you know? Like, we have deep conversations, like, you know, the salon and barbershop is literally, like, you know, is where people, like, let, mm-hmm. out, let out all their dirty laundry. Like you know, and I feel like I do, be, you know, provide that environment for them. And many, if definitely all of my clients, you know, they said, like, oh, I love your space. It's so comfortable when I come here. I am relaxed. Gee, someone never be falling asleep, G. Like, literally falling asleep. So I'm like, this is excellent because especially with this climate we're in, COVID, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, shops were closed, people didn't, couldn't get their hair done. It's just, we release. need to relax. Exactly, release, mm-hmm. release. And I believe my hands, my God-blessed given hands, are doing the black excellence. Relax, relate, relate. Okay, what about you? Uh, okay, so my, my black excellence act that I um, did is, you know what, I think that I have been making the best and most forward-footing effort to be the best daughter I could possibly mm. be. Um, and, you know, if you if anybody really knows my history my mom, it's not that we hate each other and no shit like that. <laughs> it's just kind of like, I feel like for a long time, um, there was such a generational gap between us that it was, it was hard for me to find a balance. And I've, like, been living with this new mantra lately of, like, if I can do it to make my mom happy and it doesn't inconvenience me, why not? Mm. And I think that like shifting that mindset has just made me like I, I think like I don't take for granted anymore every moment that I have mm. with my mom because like be it marriage, be it life, be it whatever happens, you know our time is precious and I want to be able to have those amazing memories. So short. I think that it's like just to to have that moment where I'm truly trying to respect my elders and do whatever is excellent. And I hope that in the forthcoming week of excellence, I hope to see all my friends on the East Coast and just have a bunch of black fun. 
And I also do want to add and say that even this podcast alone, it is black excellence, oh, right? true. Because we are informing the people on hot topics, hot news, you know, deep controversial issues, conversation, thought, you know, thought-provoking conversations. And then we also provide entertainment. We go on live, we kiki, we laugh, we share our personal stories and stuff, you know. We do have people that text us and say that we look, they're looking forward to our episode Every week, you know, like, have y'all not dropped the episode? When y'all dropped the episode? So I believe this is a form of black excellence, you know, expression and serving the community in every way, in any way that you can. It doesn't have to be no big, oh, you donated millions of dollars. Like, exactly. Every little step, any small positive thing you do, it counts. And we want to challenge all our listeners to do something of black excellence and tag us and let us know what you did. Just so okay. we let you know that you excellent, baby. Hashtag cross, cross X culture, baby. All right, let's go into our music. Make me lose. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> hey, hey. Okay. Okay, guys. Let's talk about one of the biggest hip hop beefs this week is coming from the dirty down south. You know, tap drill outside from Atlanta. Okay. Rubber man, man. Rubber man, man. You already know the originator trap music all around the city, round down there. You got it. You, you do. You got it down. I ain't gonna lie. You got it down, man. You we got call it down. we call that man right there. His name Clifford, but they call him Tip. Ti. Uh-huh. Call him Tip. Clifford Ti Tip Harris. Um, this week challenged the one and only Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson to a versus battle. You know, versus has been what's holding us down. All quarantine, right? Um, now, it was Curtis. I said Curtis. I'm like, I know him. It was 50 Cent's birthday this week. And for his birthday, T.I. said, you know what? Me and you, 50, let's do a versus. Now, what sounded, what started off as just a quick little, you know, friendly battle has now turned into a mini hip-hop beef, right? So yeah. now we got uh, 50 saying stuff like, T.I. must have hit the blunt too hard to think he could come at me. And now... <laughs> You know, he's even gone as far as to post an old video calling T.I. a snitch, which, you know, in hip-hop culture is an ultimate no-no. Um, 50 has posted videos of him in a bar fight, which we don't know what the hell happened, but that's what it looked like. He was throwing chairs, and T.I. was trolling in the comments like, hey, you know what? We see you. We got him riled up, y'all. Let's get this versus going. You know what I'm saying? So what do you think? First of all, what do you think about this T.I. versus 50? Girl, I don't think shit about it. <laughs> uh, it's like, what is it? They're, they're both, like, similar. I mean, definitely, I don't think T.I. is as toxic as 50. You know, I still, like, like T.I., you know, to a certain level. But they're just those hyperactive. It's like, I don't know if you have extra testosterone for some reason. They're just bored, man. Like, they've already made their money. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, they're not, just, they're not necessarily, you know, making hits after hits anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Oh, what else is it to do? Because after I feel like when you are a celebrity, you do get you do get addicted to the fame. Oh yeah, besides the success and yeah, you know yeah, being yeah. money, having the money, and you're you okay like being in the spotlight. You even like if, the attention, exactly. Even if you're okay for the rest of your life, and generation upon generation, they are good. But that attention alone is a drug. So I think it's one. That's what both of them are going with. Do the verses, drop music, let's have fun. The way do the Chris and um, Nelly did it. It is simple. Let's have fun. I, I definitely Please. think that they match each other in everything. They match each in other in misogyny, yes. p- p- pettiness, in sheer buffoonery. And honestly, I think that it would be a good battle, hit for hit, because the you know the Chicago Southerner in me. You know, because Chicago is just a bunch oh, of people. Oh, yeah, Chicago Southerner? No, because okay. you know a bunch of people. You know, they say that people from Chicago is just a bunch of people from the South that migrated north. Okay. You know, like, okay, that's okay. just, that's the culture of Chicago. Um, and then, you know, the East Coast in me, 50, you know, G-Unit, brr, you know, oh, all oh, of that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Eh, I didn't know brr. Brr, you know, brr, all of that. Eh, oh. 
Brr, I thought that was Gucci Mane that did brr thing. Everybody, a lot of people do brr. brr. You know. Brr. That you're, that's all that oh, all that New oh. York action in me also no. loves um 50. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that like hit for hit, they would definitely go. I think for them to bring up a bunch of little petty, all this, all this other shit that they're bringing up is just so it just it lets me know that like it must be some underlying beef. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like T.I. feels some type of way for it to yes. become an Atlanta versus East Coast thing too. I'm like, y'all stay having this same ass argument and rap about Atlanta versus New York. And it's like, don't nobody even give a fuck anymore. I'm tired. I'm tired. Like, we don't. I'm, I'm tired. But I will tune in. I, I kind of hope it happens because I will tune in for all the jokes, all the buffoonery. Definitely. 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 So let's get into um, something else in music. So the Dearly Departed Pop Smoke. Uh, first thing first, I actually want to shout out the album because I actually got a chance to listen to the mm-hmm. album. Amazing. Amazing yep. album. I'm very, very proud of Pop Smoke. It was very versatile, especially because like Pop Smoke was really popular on that yeah. East Coast drill. You yeah. know that drill that they copied from Chicago? <laughs> um, he was very popular on that. So to, to see the versatility on this album, yeah. I was extremely proud of seeing all of that. But... Finally, we do have an update on his case, which we just spoke about. We just spoke about how we hope he gets some justice. So three adult suspects names, who is Corey Walker, Keandre D. Rogers, and Jaquan Murphy, were all arrested um, in connection to the murder of Pop Smoke. There were also two minors um, in that. Now, because they're minors, their names are not leaked to the public. But, um, yeah, so it says that... Um, suspects one and two, who is Corey and Keandre, as well as the two juvenile suspects, were booked for murder, and the bail was set to $1 million for two adults. Suspect three was booked for attempted murder, and the bail was also set to $1 million. Um, you know, again, I do hope Pop, Pop Smoke sees some a vengeance and, and, you know, like... Justice. Some justice, because all, all of this, it wasn't just for something. You know, rest in peace, woo. Man, ridiculous. Uh, so on a different note, um, Summer Walker she just just dropped an EP today. Mm-hmm. It is called Life on Earth, and it has five songs featuring and no one no do you know him no. Noah Mm-mm. and Party Next Door. Oh, okay, cool. You know, and you know Summer Summer Walker she's definitely a vibe. You know, she's a vibe. She's, you know how Jenna Ike was a vibe. She also that vibe. She is a vibe. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've not listened to it yet. Um, but I think I'll definitely listen because I like her, you know, that you, you in the mood. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about sex in this episode. So if you want some, you know, some, you know, just some sex lie, vibes, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you want to get in the mood. Wow. No, what are you talking about? What are you I'm, talking about? I'm talking about, my, I'm talking about our listeners that if oh. you want music to listen to for a vibe, no, because you said, oh, why did you have to say by myself? No, why? Because you're saying it was a sex vibe. If you're feeling one anyway, way, anyway, anyway. So her EP dropped today, okay? Next person that dropped the music, <laughs> that dropped album, Juice World. So he also did pass away. Yeah, rest in peace, Juice. Rest in peace. And his, he dropped an album, and it's called Legends Never Die. And prior to his death, he did tease that he wanted to release an album um, for his 21st birthday. But, of course, that didn't happen for some reasons and stuff. So, basically, it's a collection of 15 songs. And mind you, he has t- over 2,000 songs that have yeah, not been released Juice, at all. Juice just be going crazy. Yeah. Uh, I do hope, I will say with Juice World, I hope that he gets the same energy that Pop got. Because I do feel... Um, as a Chicagoan, I feel like a lot of Chicago and our influence on music and our stars and our historians are not recognized. Um, nationally, you know, yeah. Nationally. And, you know, no no disrespect to, to Pop at all. Like, Pop Smoke is talented in his own right. But I also feel like there's, like, a different respect that comes to New York rappers just because New York is, like, 
quote unquote the birthplace of new of of rap and hip hop, which is cool, and we always respect that. But I feel like a lot of Chicago artists, um, they are equally as influential or have like their moment. Don't get that same shine. So I do hope that in the posthumous world, Juice World shit gets as much play and, and, th- and bump as Pop Smoke. I agree. I think with the Pop Smoke thing, I think the way he died also played a role with how. You know, he's so much in the media, you know, because it was such a, you know, both deaths were obviously tragic, but this man was literally, you know, murdered in a house robbery. And then recently with the Virgil whatever, Virgil Abloh, with the cover that he tried to do for the, you know, um, album release, that also did, you know, put more like, oh my God, the album is coming out, you know, so it made people more expecting for it. But I definitely agree, you know, I do hope that, you know... um, this would definitely give some sort of a peace to his family. And also, you know, he is a legend in his own right, you know, yeah. in Chicago. A mm-hmm. young boy to make it as big as he did in that short period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I continue to pray that God con- um, comforts both of their families, yes. both Pop Smoke and Juice World. Yeah. Let's talk about DJ Academic stupid ass. He a dumb motherfucker. So everybody know our favorite lame, DJ Academic. Um, <laughs> you know, we all know him as the Twitch star that became the host of Everyday Struggle on Complex. It's a wonder that that show is still around because it ain't been shit since Joe Budden left. Um, anyway, um, you know, we've been in quarantine. A lot of people have been doing things from home. And DJ Academics is no stranger to that. He has been getting on his Twitch. He's been talking big shit with different people from getting into it with Meek Mill and having all type of energy for all type of celebrities. Um, well, he done found himself in a little bit too much hot water, okay? So he was on Twitch going on a rant, talking about talking to John Legend about how he didn't like Chrissy Teigen talking shit about him, and straight up called Chrissy Teigen a bitch. What did Kristen Teigen say? What did Chrissy Teigen say about him? I don't remember. In all honesty, okay. it was it was like a, a very quick in passing. I think it was like a tweet. Like, um, what was the tweet? Because I, I know Chris, Christy, she only responds to when it's some dumb stuff. You know, yeah, she's not like know, a shit she, starter. Yeah, she don't. So she's I'm sure, funny, but she's not a shit and, starter. And like I said, academic is our favorite lame. He does lame shit all the time, so I'm sure she just kind of commented on some lame shit that he mm-hmm. did. And he just was going crazy, like, "Yo, John, tell your bitch to mind her business. Tell your bitch don't have my name." Like he, yo, bitch. He repeatedly said words yeah, like that. You are that. such a goofy. And it's like he's a lame. So, in the result of this, he has been suspended from Complex for two episodes, as well as his Twitch account being permanently deleted. They said you can no longer have a platform. You big dummy. Okay. You big dummy. I, that's that's what he get. That's that yeah. is absolutely what he gets. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for our music, and let's head to our TV. Yes, let's get into our TV. So. We need to find like a little like um, jingle for our TV because we have it for our hot topics and music. Just side notes. Yes, we should do that. Let's talk about um, one of my favorite assholes named, um, you know, Leonard, a.k.a. Charlemagne the God. Okay, so Charlemagne the God then called himself a show, y'all. All right. He is going to do a weekly show on Comedy Central. This does not mean he's leaving the Breakfast Club, but basically what is it? what it is is he is going to be stepping into the forefront of a show which is prepared to launch um, in time for presidential elections in November. So probably, it'll probably start. He want, he said he wants to start it before elections. So what's the show about again? It's basically just a show where he talks about pop culture, politics, So like late night TV type of thing. Kind of that type of vibe. I don't know if it's going to be necessarily late night, but yeah, that type of vibe. And it's going to be on Comedy Central. The way he described it is think of like a Jon Stewart, um, Trevor Noah, those okay. type of... Late night. Yeah, those, night. those comedic yeah, political late things. Night, yeah, because he definitely not no date time 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not for daytime at all. So Definitely you know, but shout out to to Charlemagne the God old Bleach Nash. You know, oh uh, yeah. He doing something yeah, for himself his, at the yeah. end of the day. We, we saw it coming, like him having his own like show. Yeah, again, who knows? I don't know what that means for the future of The Breakfast Club, but... I mean, because he, he also has his own personal podcast. Yes, um, and Glorious Bastards. Yeah, and so I don't think it would necessarily affect the uh, the show, unless if they let it. Um, but I don't know for TV... Um, the first black Batwoman is Javicia Leslie. So she is taking over the role of the second season following the departure of Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose, she was in Orange is the New Black, yeah, right? Uh-huh. Um, but we don't know the reason why she left. She said she, you know, she has her own personal reasons. But um, they have Javicia Leslie, which is beautiful, a black woman. She also stare, She is also in um, The Family Business on BET with Tammy Roman mm-hmm. and them. Uh, it's based on Carl, Carl, Carl Weber's book. book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's an okay show. I catch, whenever I catch it, it's like, oh, okay, you know. Um, but it's just a wonderful thing. I'm, I'm glad to see a, a, We've never seen that a black, bad woman. You yes. know what I mean? Um, so this show is scheduled to return early 2021. Shout out to you. Yeah, Javicia. shout out to her. You know, and young, Javicia is an HBO. BCU grad, just throwing it out there. Yes. Hamptonian. Oh, really? Hampton that's awesome. University. And also, she is definitely, you know, part of the LGBT um, community. And that's also, you know, with the thing with the, you know, Batwoman, she is known, you know, to be like, you know, um, part of the LGBT community. I She's not, not like, yeah, at least with this, especially with this, like, TV show, because Ruby Rose herself, she mm-hmm. is part of it. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the main highlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, you know, big ups to them. That's wonderful. It's just nice to see, you know, more black people in this, you know, normally white spaces this isn't part of it but do you want to touch on Halle Berry the whole situation oh I mean sure why not so just like just to throw it out there because I'm curious to hear your opinion so you know Halle Berry came into a little bit of fire this week um for declining a role um as a declining well she took the role and then she declined uh it so she took the role and then she ultimately declined it um which was a role as a trans transgender Transgender woman. woman I don't be knowing to how to, to do the, the forward and backward of it. Is it like she's a transgender woman from a man? Like that's what she playing? Or is she playing a trans woman that's turning into a man? So that what she was playing, she was supposed to play a trans man turning into a woman. So shit. at the end, she's the woman. I don't mean to sound insensitive. It's just like trans, I don't be knowing the back and forth of it. Uh, Halle Berry. Man, that sucks. We definitely should know this. Um, but yeah, basically but she did get, you know, a lot of backlash from, from a lot of people. Cause the, the whole thing was that, um, you know, save trans roles for trans people. So there was a, like a split consensus. Some people said transgender man, I'm sorry to cut you off. Okay. She's, she was being considered for portraying a transgender man in an upcoming film role. So as a woman turn into the man. Yeah. I don't. Okay. So I think that it's good that we know that because. I don't see the problem with that because at the end of the day, ain't she a woman that, isn't that what it would still be? A woman turning to a man? But it's like, you know, with you acting, you know, with the turning to a man part, uh-huh. you're acting to be something that you're not, you know? So there is, what's that girl from Orange is the New Black, Cox, Cornese? Laverne Cox. La- Laverne uh-huh. Cox, you know what I'm saying? She is a transgender woman, woman okay. right? So it's like, get someone who is legit in that position because it's not that they're not actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, trans, yes. whatever. My question is, is the role not as a woman that ultimately turns to a trans man? A trans man is a man who was assigned female at, at birth. birth. 
the label of transgender man is not always interchangeable. So let's go back to Laverne Cox, whatever. Right. If you she's go back a trans to the, woman. Right. But the scenes where she was a man, they showed her with the beard when she was so she played, man. But she played herself as a man. Exactly. Right. And, you know, so I guess the point is that they could legit get someone. Somebody who's already a trans man and, and backplay him as I, a woman. I don't know. I don't fully get the whole, you know, I'm not going to act like I, you know. Mm-hmm. But I guess so, yeah. Okay, because I get, that's what I'm saying. Because it's like, I get the uproar. If it was like a pure, trans woman role like let's right. say how Laverne plays a woman a yeah, trans yeah. and they had Hallie play that that's to me crazy it's like you do have a lot of trans women yeah. Um. but to be like the woman on the transition to manhood I don't see the problem because I feel like because then you're going to make someone to go back to what they exactly. were not you know what I mean be. it's like I mean it depends on the nature of the movie but it's kind of like how you know like I guess the, the question is how long is she a woman and how long does the woman be a man? I think that would determine how much of the the natural born woman versus the trans man. Yeah, we need to see. I, I, yeah, I'm not gonna. Mm. But I think for people to try to like victimize Hallie for that is just. I, I think that that we do have to understand that that aspect of sexuality is evolving. Yeah, you know, like we have to get under over humps of homosexuality. We have to get over humps of trans of uh, bisexuality, and now we're getting over the hump of transsexuality of yeah. like how we yeah. see it, how we accept it, what are the norms, what are accepted, so on and so forth. And I think that there has to be room for that. Like we, it can't be like a a, a witch hunt every time somebody makes a mistake that we're not aware yeah. of. But yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, but she, you know, she's one who came down and said, you know, I'm not gonna take the role. She did, you know, sincerely apologize that as a cisgender woman, I'm not gonna lie, too needs to figure out the meaning of cisgender. It but, means that you are born this way. Oh, okay. As a <laughs> cis woman, uh, woman, I now understand that I should not have considered this role and that the transgender community should undeniably have the opportunity to tell their own stories. I do agree. You know, whoever is experiencing whatever, let them be the ones who yeah. tell their stories. The same, you know, I, I definitely do agree Shout with that. Shout out to Disclosure on Netflix. That was a really good doc about trans um, oh, yeah? sexuality. Disclosure. Okay, yeah, okay, they did okay. a good job with that. Okay, I've not watched that. Um, so yeah, that's that's on that. I think that's all we have for a cross-culture episode. Yeah. So mind you, we're going to have a break because someone's going to Baltimore, okay? Yeah, I guys, I'm traveling. Just, just turn up, whatever. Just make sure you protect yourself. Be a good girl. Be a good girl. You know that means different things, okay? I'm always a good girl. No, really? Mm, the way you said it, it sounded a little bit... I'm always a good girl. Mm. Seriously. You're a good girl, you know, deep down or for, for your culture and religion, you're a good in girl. In all the ways that a good girl can be, I Ooh, bet. That's, it still sounded sexual one kind to Maybe me. you're just sexually attracted to me. <laughs> okay. Yes. Let's get to a quote for the day. Okay. A quote is, society has this notion that there's something wrong with sex. There is something very wrong with a woman who loves sex. Meanwhile, men are allowed to be sexually free, to have as many sexual partners as they want, to have sex without consent. But the burden and blame is always placed on the woman. Don't do that shit with me. I'll kill you. No! Okay. <laughs> so y'all know what it is. Thank you for tuning in. And this, this is, is Cross Culture.